Welcome on this Friday morning as we continue in the Word of God. Now we're in Psalm 111. I jumped ahead a little bit. We have to be selective in the Psalms that we pick because we're not going to do all of 155 at once right now, but we're kind of taking a little interlude as we've read historically Genesis 1 and 2, or Genesis, or Genesis and Exodus, and I had, to, I had to do that on purpose. I want you to see how many times the Psalms revert back to and remember what God has done in the past, and that memory being so important uh, lest we forget about what God has done. And, and when we forget about that, then we become fearful, we become uh, frightful. Um, we look to ourselves for a solution and we don't find it right there. We wring our hands and all that. Well, the psalmist knew that what we need to do is constantly remember God. Remember what God has done. Remember God is the creator of the world. He is everything. And, and it's kind of interesting in this Psalm 111, uh, we know from the original Greek text or Hebrew text of Psalm 111, this is an acrostic. In other words, each of the lines in the Hebrew text of 111 begin with the next letter of the alphabet. So it'd be like starting out line one with the letter, word with the letter A, line two with the letter B, and C, and onward. And what it shows us is that all of creation, everything from A to Z, we would say, or Alpha to Omega, if you know the New Testament uh, Greek uh, letters, and you've seen that before, Jesus saying, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, it summarizes everything about God. And when we look at that, it all ties together. And and, and God is definitely there in the forefront, uh, being the creator of everything. Remember Genesis 1, and, and the, him being there forever for eternity, uh, and, and for eternity from the, from the beginning, too. So it starts out with the phrase, praise the Lord. Now, I told you uh, before, in Hebrew, that's alleluia. And that may be a little bit uh, confusing to you, but that yah at the end of alleluia is short for Yahweh, the covenant name of God. In our English translation, it's always Lord with all capital letters. Take a look at your, at your Bible and you'll see that. And that's the I am who I am God, the God who is always present. Um, who is uh, from the beginning uh, to the end and, and, and always present, who is and was and is to come. Um, and, and so, Alleluia is, is praising God, praising the Lord for who he is. And the psalmist then, in, in Psalm 111, praise God for all, of his, for all of his works, all the things that he has made, again, Genesis 1 and 2, creation, as well as all the things that he has done, everything from that point on that happens after the fall, after a mankind falls into sin and God says, I'm not going to give up on you, I'm going to send you a Savior and make that promise make that promise to Abraham. I'm going to bring Abraham through. I'm going to make that promise to his uh, uh, offspring uh, uh, on down, uh, down the line. And in one of these days, through the line of Abraham is going to come the one who's going to crush the head of Satan. Of course, we know that that's Jesus Christ. So let's look at the psalm here. She says, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. Uh, you hear Jesus saying, reiterating what's what's uh, taught uh, back in uh, Exodus and, and uh, Deuteronomy, love the Lord your God with what? With all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. In other words, place everything, all your trust, all your hope in God and in God alone. And he says, uh, where does that happen? It happens in the company of the upright in the congregation. Isn't that interesting? We think about our congregation, our, our little St. Paul Lutheran uh, congregation, or your church, wherever that's at, but being a part of a larger church, all Christians throughout the world, every language, throughout the generation, the communion of saints that we say about in the Apostles' Creed, we've got a great cloud of witnesses right here, um, always with us, and they're saying the same thing as we are. Remember, we, we talk about confessing our faith, which means we're saying the same 
same thing. We're on the same page together. Verse 2 says, great are the works of the Lord. And you think about the works of the Lord from Genesis 1 and 2, the creation of the world, and then this continuing work. Remember, when God created the world, he created, created all the plants with seeds in them. He created all the animals, uh, male and female, so they could, they could procreate. He created man, man in male and female, again, so they could procreate. So the works of the Lord just keep going on and on and on. Uh, we're in the season right now. I'm looking out my window. I'm looking at the, the leaves coming off the trees. Uh, but you know what? There's going to come, come a time when those leaves are going to, there's going to be new, new leaves on that tree. God continues to recreate that world to take care of us and provide for us down the line. He says, so great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in him. You and I look at this world in a whole different way because we know the creator. They're full of splendor and majesty in his works, and his righteousness endures forever. Now we're talking about the works of the Lord. And when you talk about the works of the Lord, you think about the flood that God caused to happen to uh uh, to wipe out most of mankind, but saving, uh, saving, um, uh, you know, Noah and his family uh, through that flood. You think about the works that God did in bringing the children of Israel out of Egypt and all the plagues and then the parting of the Red Sea and all that. And you think about the works of the Lord and obviously the work of the Lord being the, the death and the resurrection of, of Jesus Christ for us. Uh, verse 4 says he caused his wondrous works to be remembered. Uh, that's why you're in the word of God. So you remember those things. You don't forget about them. Um, you keep them before you, which gives us hope um, and, and uh, reason to, to go on. And uh, then uh, verse 5 says he provides food. You think of the manna and other ways. God, uh, the psalmist says, we read just a moment ago, um, God, you you provide food. You know the desires of, of all the living people, and you provide food for us. And he remembers his covenant forever. So his covenant promise, I'm going to send a Savior, and that Savior is going to be a blessing to all mankind. And of course, he kept that. Um, we have the remembrance of that covenant and the benefits of that covenant every Sunday when we come to the Lord's Supper. This is the new covenant, the New Testament, in my blood, Jesus says, for the forgiveness of sins. Can we be sure that's ours for today? Uh, that's all present tense. It's ours right now. It's a gift from God. Uh, verse 6 says, he has shown his people the power of his works in giving them the inheritance of the nations. Think of it. When uh, uh, when the children of Israel leave Egypt, uh, the Egyptians give them a lot of their inheritance. They give them their gold. They give them their treasures. God provides for them these slaves that come out from being slaves who own absolutely nothing to now having these treasures. When they come to the promised land, the children of Israel come to the promised land, God drives the people out of the promised land and the people get their inheritance. They get what God gave to them. But obviously, of course, the greatest inheritance that we receive is something we receive totally by grace. That is the forgiveness of sins bought for us by Jesus Christ, paid for by him. But we inherit that by faith in him. Wow, what an inheritance. And, and of course, when we look at our world and, and uh, we see what, what's in the world, you know that you inherit everything. Through Christ Jesus, you inherit everything. You really never lose anything. Uh, what you have is a, is a treasure from God that he's given to you, called you to be a good steward of that. Um, one uh, At some point, you're going to give that all up. Uh, when you die, you can't take it with you. But when you die, you inherit it all. Uh, what an what a, uh, incredible gift from God. Um, then verse 7 says, the works of his hands are faithful and just. God always does the right thing. And then he gives us his precepts, his directions, his commandments, his guidance to us. This is the way to live. Ten commandments. Even the words of the Lord's Prayer are Jesus saying what we should pray for is God's will to be done for his kingdom 
kingdom to come for um, uh, and then thanking him for the daily bread that he gives to us the forgiveness that we have uh, and all that's included there um, and then of course bringing up his redemption in verse 9 uh, that he bought us back he paid for us again and he keeps that covenant forever again you think about the Lord's Supper where he says this is my covenant uh, in shed in my blood uh, for the forgiveness of sins so how do we respond to that verse 10 is a common theme we've read about already the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom as you look in awe of all that God created as you see his power in his workings and all of that um, you fear the Lord and remember what I told you when you fear the Lord you don't have to be afraid of anything because the one that you fear is the one who loves you who has the power to conquer all of your enemies think about all the other things that you're afraid of you're, you're afraid of your health you're afraid of death you're afraid of the economy you're afraid of what what wars can and can do to you but you know what you know the one who is greater and stronger than all of them and they cannot take what you have in Christ away from you so the fear of the Lord truly is the beginning of wisdom and we learn to practice that uh, and in practicing that that's the greatest understanding of all the greatest understanding of all and our praise for him is going to is going to endure forever. Wow, that got longer than I thought it would. But boy, there's so much there. God bless you as you read. Uh, need to read that one a number of times and let that soak in for you. See you tomorrow.